Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. George, is it works now? Okay. Chief, what up? Um, yeah, I think what's going on now is when uh, a phone call is coming through, it's just it's shooting the audio, and then um, it's not coming back. So apologies on that. Yes, audio now. Okay. Uh, so hopefully we got third time's a charm, right? Um, and uh, I think they calling me. They calling me. Appreciate you guys bearing with me, uh, dropping off and turn tu- tuning back in. So uh, I think there might have been a couple of questions dropped below. They are no longer on the screen. So if you got any questions, go ahead and drop them here below and uh, share them in the chat box while I look at a couple of different things. I think I got another stuff here tonight. Uh, things have been going good. Timmy Pig, what's going on? Hannah, uh, going to have Uber Cram MSL this week. I'm going to ha- going to have to Uber Cram MSL this week. Ben, Ben, what's going on? What's the Uber Cram, bro? Are we talking about last week? Um, are we talking about last week? Last week was an impactful one. That one, uh, that was a that was a decent one. We impacted a lot last week. I think it opened up a lot of new paths and a, not, a lot of new future potential realities. Um, Uh, Serena said we couldn't hear the f- hashtag frequency. <laughs> the live can't handle the frequency. We saw bicep flex though that was cool. Uh, getting deep at the end of the game, both the king and the pawn go in the same box. Hey, hey, hey. hey, we all start. We all start out on our position on the board, but where do we all end up in the box? In the box. So enjoy the game while it lasts. And do what you can to uh, make the game last as long as possible. But more importantly, enjoy it. Play the game with passion and purpose. There's a reason the P in perfect soccer is there. And it is the seventh step of the AmeriCorps process. Uh, it's all interconnected as we all are interconnected. As we upgrade our mentalities and... Enhance ourselves in preparation for the paradigm that has shifted the new reality, uh, a new frequency of positivity that we can all tap into and uh, benefit from and ride that MSL wave. 
forever and always. Um, let's see, we got... What was the hardest pill to swallow as a professional? Ooh. I think the hardest pill to swallow is... What's the hardest pill to swallow? I think the hardest pill to swallow is acknowledging that your career will end one day. I think... I think that's the hardest for a player to accept in their mind uh, because you know you want to play forever. You want to be at the you want to be at the top level forever. You 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 don't want it to end because you, you fell in love with the game for a reason and you want to be able to play the game forever. And uh, I think that is a natural part of the process, you know? Um, I, and I, I think the quicker you're able to accept that truth, uh, the greater likelihood you have of having a longer than average career. So I think it's a little counterintuitive, but I think accepting things and, and, and realizing that, you know, um, realizing that it is temporary and that's okay, allows you to be more present and enjoy the moment and, and, um, and maximize your experience. So I think that'd be the hardest pill to swallow. That was a good question. Um, we saw the bicep flex, so, so that I can't hear. Live can't handle the frequency; it's just too much. We got too much. We got we got too much for the network to 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 deal with right now. But it's okay. Uh, we're testing the network, and we're improving the network. Uh, big exam tomorrow, so I'm coming to soak up some wisdom. <laughs> Love that. What's the exam on? Uh, have you have you been doing enough to be prepared? Uh, have you been staying ready so you don't have to get ready? Or are you a little bit behind the eight ball? Where are you at? Oh, no, I mean, okay, so Ben said, no, I mean Uber as in quick and, and cram as in stuff it in all quickly. Uh, okay, I got to quickly uh, bring it in. I guess it's kind of redundant. <laughs> hey, so then we, we're just working on that efficiency, right? Um, it's also interesting how you perceive language. Um yeah, I think that that was a pretty large conversation that I had earlier today. Um, I'm on the MLS Diversity and Inclusion Working Group, Working Committee, and we had a very, uh, uh, I'd say, a very in-depth conversation around how to create the most equitable policy updates as, as possible, and that really comes down to language, right? what words you use, how you use them, and how other people perceive and use them. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. So I think all that's kind of coming together. Um, Pogba, thank you very much uh, for that. Corvin, welcome. Uh, ben said, not only did I start doing the timesheet this week, but I also started reading The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Nice. I feel like I've got... Do I've got... No... I think it might be on my phone. I think it's on my phone. I can't pull it up. 
I can't pull it up without messing this up, but I think I, I think I read, I read that on on a flight, like a cross country flight, one time, and I, I took notes and put my notes and takeaways from that. So maybe I'll, I'll see what I wrote down and what I took from it, and we could share that. Maybe discuss it next week. What are your largest takeaways? Okay, so Ben said chapter one seems really closely intertwined with MSL mentality. So what is, uh, what are kind of the the takeaways? On that, or did I read that? I don't know if it's the book or if it's a condensed version of it. I'll see if I've got it in my phone. Um, uh, the real Eldon said, "What separated you from the players in your high school college?" Mm. What separated me at high school? So, okay, by by high school, I think what separated me was my mentality and. And um, yeah, my mentality and then and athletic ability, right? So I think and by athletic ability, I mean more so like agility. Yeah, I'd say more so agility. Not like raw strength and speed, uh, because you know I was a I was a late bloomer. I I didn't really hit puberty, you know, and have a growth spurt till much later in life. So my freshman year of high school, I was four eleven, a hundred pounds. So I think what really what set me apart was my mentality, and uh, kind of just like a fearlessness on the on the on the field. But I think it was just more uh, just a. A dedication and commitment to just giving a hundred and ten percent of my effort at all times, you know. So that was just competitive nature uh, within me, and a and a curiosity of wanting to figure things out. So if I saw and could see that I I was getting beat or it wasn't working, I, my my mentality was I will work as hard as I can and think as deeply as possible to figure out a solution to the temporary obstacle I currently face, right? So you, you guys hear me speak about it. We don't talk about problems. We, we don't call them problems. We call them temporary obstacles. They're temporary so long as we're putting in the work and uh, practicing those three S's of self-awareness to, to plan uh, a plan accordingly. Uh, sometimes your, your strengths is your weakness and your weakness can be your strength. So um, recognizing uh, those points in time and acting accordingly is uh, I think is what ultimately sets players apart as time goes on, right? Um, in that moment in time, I don't know if I could. I, I I didn't. I wasn't aware enough to know that it was my mentality. As I g- grew older and I reflected on what I was doing that I felt was different than those around me, that's where I really dug into mentality and. And kind of went all in on that because I believe that to be the most important thing. Because from that, everything else is an outcome and result of, right? So, um, like your perception of where you are changes over time because you have a new angle to view that experience, right? So, you know. You, you know what you know and you believe what you believe in the moment and you, you go down that path uh, and hopefully you remain committed and dedicated to it long enough to see the results of that effort or work 
and you'll see the results. It's either going to be uh, it's going to be to to your betterment, to your detriment, or the same, right? Uh, but at least you'll be able to self-reflect and look back, see where you started, uh, track and understand what you did, try to work backwards to see if you can repeat how you got there, and then now you kind of got a model and system that you can continually test and and go back and forth um, from there. So I think you know what you learn from the experience of high school, by the time you're in college, you self-reflect on that experience in high school, and you navigate college accordingly. Uh, you get some things right, you get some things wrong, then by the time you get to the end of college now, you may or may not have an opportunity at pro. If you do, you can now reflect on your time in high school and then overlay that on the t- your time in college and then you can kind of figure out how to navigate based on that if you're still around, right? So like the longer you stick around, the more experience and data you have to look back on to compare your process to which gives you an advantage over the 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 players you see in the current position and place you find yourself in over time right so as you gain get older you gain more experience but maybe your physical ability starts to go down right but if you started working on maintaining and taking care of your body early enough in your career you can prolong how long your body lasts for and where you're at at this point in time in your career, right? So I'm 33, um, um, I'm 33, but I started really thinking about taking care of my body and investing in my my recovery at like 21, 22, right? So when I look back and see how I'm, where I'm at now and how I feel now, I can reflect on the things I've been doing since that time and I can start to really dial in what has been beneficial, what hasn't, what works, what doesn't, and um, and refine and optimize that. So hopefully, it, that's a good question because kind of breaking it down in, it, from there, right? And yeah, the game of professional soccer of sports is survival and figuring out, you know, how to survive, how to stick around, and and how to how to make it to the end, win championships, right? That's what it is. Uh, uh, GRE, so Timmy Pig said, starting the grad school application process, staying ready. I'm your emojis, but it doesn't always quell the nerves. Understood. That's good. Well, uh, I'm happy to hear you have been disciplined and dedicated to doing the work. Uh, good luck on your grad school applications, but... You got a little bit of that MSL mentality and experience, so you're gonna make you're gonna make it work regardless of what the outcome is. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Kumar, welcome. Nimble Building joined in. Let's see uh, the real Elden. What was something you learned as a player that had you improve the most? What is something you learned as a player that had you improve the most? Uh, as a professional, learning that at the end of the day, you're responsible for where you're at, regardless of what anyone else has maybe said to you, promised to you, or said they would or wouldn't do. I think 
is what allows you the ability to improve the most because because then you realize and understand that you're in control of what you learn how much dedication you put into your craft and and what you're willing to dedicate and sacrifice um, for your for your goals and for the outcomes you're wanting for yourself and maybe those those around you who rely on you or or, or need your support or or you realize and understand that, that you, you don't care about that right like you just care about yourself and what you what you want for yourself for your own reasons um, everyone has the opportunity to play the game how they want to play it um, which I think is the beauty the beauty of the game right and I think that's why football soccer you know however you want to call it is is the world's game because of the subject the subjectivity of of it and the ability to be creative in many different ways um, yeah so I think that would that would probably be one of the things uh, Ben said I've only read the first chapter so far but I'll give my favorite takeaways from each chapter okay chapter one all warfare is based on deception Okay, in chapter two, there's no instance of a country having benefited from prolonged warfare. There you go. Um, and then he said, I think why I like the book so much so far is because the implications go far beyond war. Parts can be applied to any competitive activity or event. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. Um, those are decent... Those are decent takeaways. I like those. Um, let's see. Uh, Pogba, I'll be getting great content from this. Uh, love that. Love that. Early early on and already with some great content. Uh, what is the biggest misconception young players have? That soccer is fair. Yeah. That's the biggest misconception. It is not fair. You may give 110% of your effort and do more work than anyone else around you and play harder and be better than everyone else around you and it still might not work out. And it still might not pan out in your favor. That is a fact. And that doesn't mean it's right or that it's fair. That's just a truth that, again, if you're able to accept and understand, will allow you to navigate in a way that will likely reduce um, reduce the chances that um, that things don't that things fall uh reduce the likelihood that things don't fall in your favor it's a long way of going about that but uh when was the time you realized that it's all in the mind that it's all about mental strength so leslie leslie asked when when was the time you realized that it was all in the mind that it's all about mental strength
I think, I think when I was nine is when I, I decided it's in my mind. So I, I don't know if I would actually say I like I realized it was in my mind. I just decided that I'm making a, de- a decision that this is what I, this is the standard I'm going to hold myself to, and I'm going to learn and do whatever work necessary to be able to meet and maintain that standard. Right, and and it's not a standard. It's not a standard that. It's a standard that, I, take ownership of and responsibility for. So. By doing that, I think it made the concept of peer pressure and other things that tend to derail kids or people. Just not even just kids, just people in general. Like adults fall for peer pressure all the time, right? Um, I think that allowed that to not be such a driving or motivating factor or or something to derail me because by by making the decision that I'm going to hold myself accountable to that standard I was actually creating yeah self pre- self peer pressure right like which kind of, there's good and bad to it right like but I guess the main thing is just saying, like, just making yourself your only competition, right? Like, you can have goals or aspirations to, still, let's say, be the best or the number one player in the world, right? But there's only one number one player. There can only be one, one number one player in the world, right? So do you want to be the number one player in the world for, like, years and years? Or do you just want to be the number one player in the world for, like, ten seconds, Right, so like, and then, so this is just a, I think a bigger idea or an idea I was thinking about like, um, oh, okay. So I was looking at, I think I was looking at Transfer Market uh, a little while ago, and then they 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 rank you as as a as what your what, what your ranking is amongst all professional players in the world, and I want to say like I was like in the top two thousand or something like that in their ranking, maybe top yeah top two thousand. Um, according to their ranking, obviously there's many different ones. But what I was thinking about was even just based on their ranking system, s- s- being able to say you got into the top 2,000 of all soccer players in the world at some point in time in your career, even if it was only for 10 seconds, I feel is a pretty cool accomplishment. That's that's like there's seven billion plus people in the world, you know, and I'd say probably at least three billion of them play soccer in some capacity. Right, so you're you're talking about getting to a, a very very small percentage of of people in the world in this particular field, and I guess this one where I'm sharing with you guys in terms of thinking about the concept, like how much time do you want to spend in the position that you want to get into? Is just spending ten seconds there enough? You know, and if if you're not necessarily thinking about how long you want to be there for early on, you might get there, but you might not last there very long, right? Because you didn't really think beyond that. And if those around you were thinking beyond that, you might spend time with them there, but a very short duration of time will be spent there. So we haven't really talked about that before, but... I guess I'm I'm seeing more 
results from work that we're doing that's helping me better or I'm just seeing I'm seeing stuff from a, a, a new perspective right uh, a different perspective as you as you get older right um, the goal is to hopefully become more efficient at what you do and be able to spot patterns sooner and um, hopefully articulate those patterns that you see sooner and point them out uh, but okay Leslie, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, I appreciate the question because, um, so that would be kind of like the the point in which I realized it was mentality. But then, the time it lives, I realized that it definitely was in the mind. Was probably you know sixteen, probably around sixteen. Because then, if you know, if you're deciding that you're going to make a decision at nine, by the time I get to sixteen years old, you know that's seven years of experience to be able to reflect back on on the decision you made at nine. When at nine you're you're setting a goal for what you want to be able to see for yourself at thirty, right? So like, I think that's where I was I was looking out to what I want to be able to say that I can do at thirty years old, at nine, right? And then said, okay, this is the decision that I'm making. So let's like commit to this and do this for some time and see where we where we get to. By the time I'm probably sixteen, you know, that's like I said, that's about seven years of experience to reflect back on and go, okay. I know where I started, I know what I was thinking then, I know where my peers around me started, what they're thinking and what they're saying, and, you know, you know, I can see and understand how I could be wrong about a couple of things, but I also think, you know, I'm onto something over here with, you know, with the internet and how I can utilize it as a tool to learn new things. I don't necessarily have to wait until a teacher gives me a book or requires that I learn something, I can just go on the computer and I can search forums and I can, yeah, now I'm, I'm dating myself, right? But at this point in time, you know, Google wasn't as robust as it is now. You didn't really have YouTube the way that you do. You obviously didn't have lives like this. Um, you really had to put in the work to find information on the internet and, um, and those were early days, you know? So I think what was a a benefit and blessing for me that I can even reflect on now was, you know, my introduction to the computer and internet was that as a as a tool, not necessarily as a as a means of entertainment. Um so yeah. So that's when I realized it's in the mind, and then by the time I'm probably twenty 23 so you say okay another 20 another four years 23 uh sorry another seven years 23 24 that's where i'm like okay i know now i i feel i have enough information and data to know that it's in the mind and its mentality and now how do we how do we utilize the experiences you've had to date the work you've done to date um the things you've seen over time the patterns you've you've been able to you know have some type of general understanding about to to now really refine that down to a, you know, a, a meme, an idea, uh, a symbol, which is the, the I'm in your head emojis. Because we're the, we're the mentality software of, of, of the world, mentality software upgrade of the world. Um, love that question. All right. And your ability to see things through to the end requires mental strength. That's something that you build over time. 
that's stamina and just like you guys have seen us show up here every thursday 6 p.m pst 9 p.m 9 p.m est on the for the hashtag ask the soccer pro show live on the perfect underscore soccer instagram account um consistency discipline dedication uh practicing what you preach you know speaking it is is one thing you can speak it to existence it to it to in it to existence but you still gotta you know um execute gotta go get to work um let's see x villa dropping the i'm in your head emojis uh let's see let's see let's see flores what's happening okay let's see um sage of dbz question how do you how do you understand others but not make it so you begin to focus on them and be scared of their qualities and lose focus on yourself how do you understand others how do you understand others but not make it so that you're being focused on them and be scared of their qualities i think okay like you can study others so like ben's talking about like he's reading he's reading a book right and he's he's studying and learning from others i think not being scared it's hard to say don't be scared of failure right like that's impossible you're going to be scared to fail but i think it's accept that you're going to be scared to fail and still move forward you know like being scared being nervous not knowing that's part of the human experience right like that's that's a positive it might not feel positive right but it's a positive it it lets you know you're live it lets you know that you know you're risking something you're 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 trying something you're you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and that's scary you know but i think a good episode to go re-listen to would be with chris adoy i forget what number that was so trivia for anyone in here what episode number was chris adoy um he talked a lot about overcoming fear and um, what to do when fear is holding you back. So I think that's that's a good one um, to go with because he, he had to deal with and overcome the uncertainty of uh, of cancer, right? So I think hearing and hearing other other individuals' experience and things that they kind of got hit with that that is definitely scary right um i feel is helpful in kind of setting context and giving perspective so yeah so you can really understand if you should be scared of it or not in the first place um Okay, Ben Ben said, I also started keeping track of my time each day and breaking it up into 15-minute blocks, and the results have been pretty wild. Okay. I I highlighted time sinks in orange, and it gives me an extremely different perspective when I can see how much time I waste each week. Love that. You know, Ben, if you could do like a little bit, maybe like a screen share as to what your week looked like, how you've identified uh, the time sucks and, and kind of broken up your week that would be great kind of like where you started 
what you were thinking and then where you're at and what you think now after kind of looking at where your time's going, right? Like actually physically seeing it. Because I think one thing that is very interesting and a big reason why I think most people don't do the time management sheet is because they know they're wasting time. They just don't want to see how much time they're wasting. Because the moment you see it, you can no longer pretend that you're not wasting time anymore. And it's it's way harder for you to make excuses and to 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 lie to other people about, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, oh, I can't do this because of that and this and the other. Okay, if you're tracking your time and you're looking at it, you would know you have more than enough time to take care of and do all the things that you're saying that you can't get to because you're too busy. So, love that. Um, real other what's a sacrifice every good player must make to succeed in their career? I think you you have to sacrifice so that is so what every good player has sacrificed a lot um they've either sacrificed they've de- they've definitely sacrificed a lot of their time uh, probably a lot of relationships a lot of uh you know mental health physical health to to gain enough experience to to figure out how to manage it all so i think sacrifice um is is necessary in a requirement um to being a to being a good player to being a great player um and yeah let's see ben said last week i was talking about the rigors of college and how little time i have and it's true to a degree, I can't waste much time on the weekdays, but I found between Saturday and Sunday, there's a lot of hours that I can use on those days in particular. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit last week, right? Like, you can have an impacted schedule and a lot of responsibilities, so your time can be uh, compacted. That, that's for sure. You you only have so many times in a day, and a certain percentage needs to be dedicated towards, you know, uh, eating, sleeping, uh, hygiene, and, you know, school and studying. But seeing all the other pockets of time that you have and planning your time accordingly um, really ups your productivity. And once your productivity goes up, you can get a whole lot more accomplished in in much less time, uh, which now gives you way more time. So it's a positive paradox. Um, Sage of DBZ, is anyone in soccer or in real life really better than anyone? else everyone has their own qualities exactly so i think better is relative to the context of what you're talking about right so like so in a soccer game if if you were the uh, this is probably a poor uh, example but we'll see where we go with this if if there was a rule that allowed you to use your hands and you could run across the whole field and throw it in the net and everyone else had to use their feet you would be the best soccer player in the world right so but once if you remove that rule then you might be average or not even able to touch the ball with your feet at all it'd be terrible right so like to your point everyone has their own qualities but also the rules of the game you're currently playing may dictate whether or not your skills or your resources or limitations um, will benefit 
or be useful or helpful, right? So that's why I think my focus is mentality and the three S's of self-awareness because, you know, what may have worked in the past may no longer work today. And if you're so set in your ways as to being stubborn and unwilling to adapt or change or grow, then the only thing that is certain is that you will be passed up and you will likely not have another opportunity in the future. But if you're adaptable and you're open and, you know, you can acknowledge when you've gotten something wrong or or at the very least be open to the idea of how you can be wrong and figuring out ways in which you can account and accommodate, uh, you're, you're just going to maximize future potential outcomes. Uh, let's see... Uh, the real Elden said it's all mental we all bleed the same blood but it's the mind that makes you a great player Uh, 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 Curly what's going on yeah McNass said you gotta fail to learn and advance I think like you learn the most from your failures You you have an opportunity to learn the most from your failures I think most people are are missing out on a lot of positive experiences because they're not willing to learn from their failures they're they're looking to hide their failures cover up their failures and 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 find excuses or reasons why you know they they don't have any ownership of those failures uh sage uh Benjamin was responding to Sage of DVZ saying, I can't pinpoint exactly what makes me so confident against an opponent, but I know when I but I know when I heard about another good player or team, my first thought was always, Well, they're only human. Right? Okay, there you go. I guess the way I never got intimidated by anyone else was immediately dismissing their subjective credibility. Right? So basically you're saying, Well, I'll see for myself, you know, and and if when I see them on that day, I see that they are exactly what people were saying, then I go, okay, <laughs> how do I reapproach and and beat the individual that's in front of me if they're on the opponent, right? If they're the other team. Let's see. Now I'm going to go into my own self-reflection side segment on the hash. <laughs> okay, so Ben, drop a more, drop a more self-reflection uh, post. Possibly it was because I was a cat. So let's see, let's see. I guess the way I never got intimidated by anyone was by immediately dismissing their subjective credibility. Possibly it was also because I was a captain in high school, so it was necessary for me to be confident so my teammates could follow. Now I'm going into my own self-reflection side segment on the hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. Love that. Uh, but oh hey we're coming up on the hour here we got about four or five minutes left before I wrap it up so if there's any other questions uh, go ahead and keep dropping them we've been on a roll here Uh, some some fire questions coming in from everybody maybe I should turn on the light oh hold on okay 
Um, Sage DBZ, what are the different ways you have recovered from injuries in the past? If you go over, go to, uh, I think, what is it? YouTube.com slash Quincy Ameriqua 25. You should be able to see all my my Life of a Pro vlog episodes. On some of those, I show a bit of my rehab and recovery process um, from my, my knee injury back in, was it 2016 or 2017? Um, depending on the severity of the injury, uh, kind of determines your rehab program, but I think um, I think what's helped me best recover from injuries is not feeling sorry my, for myself because I got injured when I get injured, right? Like injuries are part of the game; they're going to happen. Um, and I think, just like we said, everything's tied to mental. The better mental, the better mental space you can get yourself into, the faster I believe you'll recover from injury the the faster you'll get over feeling sorry for yourself and just do the work that's necessary to get back right like you got there before you can do it again and and you know the injury is just going to be a lesson learned so uh, but like specific things like actual exercises drills and stuff like that go check out my YouTube and you'll see some of the videos that we posted over there in years past um ben said back to back to the timesheet i think after three or four days and seeing all the orange sales every time i was using the time sync uh, my mind immediately would go to this is going to be orange nice so you, you kind of gave yourself um something like a real idea and you color coordinated as orange in your mind to associate your time to which is a very great which is a very clever way to track your time while enjoying your time, right? Like, oh, okay, I'm seeing orange in my mind a little bit too much, so what do I need to do to earn more orange? Okay, let's, you know, if I've done my, my exercises, my rehab, I've done some studying and I've planned for this a little bit, I've set up my plan for the next week, now I don't feel as stressed or anxious just because I have more orange on my timesheet, right? Like that's earned time, that's earned leisure, that's earned relaxation time. So um, I think what's important is to not get so focused on being perfect and getting everything right and planning everything so structured to the point that you don't enjoy the moment. Like you can't see the joy in the moment. Um, you can't, um, but I think you, it, you got to end up getting to those extremes we're talking about. It. You got to get to those spaces where you kind of maybe went too far, uh, tried too much, uh, burnt yourself out to then, you know, have that data point, have that experience. You need to self-reflect and go, okay, I know what burnout looks like. I know what mental fatigue looks like. I know what, you know, this injury looks like. I know what, you know, you know, a coach who doesn't communicate with me looks like. I know what a coach who communicates with me too much looks like. I know what, you know, having a bunch of fans screaming in your face looks like people yelling at you on social media looks like right like those are all experiences you gain them over time so being grateful for those experiences they allow you to navigate and uh, spend more time in the areas and spaces that you enjoy and avoid the spaces and areas that you don't find a value um, and and you know that's why you be grateful for those people because they're helping they're helping color coordinate the world so you you can you can navigate it and accomplish your goals. Uh, let's see. Yeah. 
You said it really well that I can't pretend or ignore it anymore. It always shows up on the spreadsheet, which is really powerful. There you go. Um, I think I don't know if Earl Earl Edwards Jr. spoke about it on our on the Ask Soccer Pro Show episode, but like I mentioned, he'd done the timesheet for a while, and um, those were those were great points of conversation for us because uh, uh, Ben, similar to what you're saying, he's just like I can't lie to myself about where my time's going anymore and it's 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 almost something like you 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 hate it for a little bit because you're just like you hate the fact that you can't lie to yourself anymore because you realize like it, yeah you realize that you were and that annoys you and then you realize that you can't take shortcuts anymore because you decided not to so it's almost like accepting what you did to yourself right but that structure and discipline is what your future self will thank you for because once you gain that time and experience you'll be able to now tap into that and really uh, increase your productivity so that's what's going to separate you from your competition right so uh, short-term sacrifice for long-term game l t w m long-term winner's mindset uh, have you ever torn ligaments and have caused a lot of pain and swelling for a decent amount of weeks? Uh, yeah, I, I tore my ACL, LCL, bicep femoris, pop, popliteus tendon, and IT band in the Kansas City game in Avaya Stadium, I think two, 2016 or 17. So, yeah, that was, that was a decently long recovery process. Um... I remember when I did track back in high school and I got injured twice. The first was a hip injury. The other was a knee injury. Yeah, injuries are, are not fun. Um, X Villa said, I got to head out. Thanks for, uh, thanks everyone for great uh, questions and Quincy for the knowledge, of course. Uh, and that's coming up on the hour. So everybody, I appreciate you joining in and hanging hanging around with me, especially through the little, uh, you know, the audio technical difficulties we had early on there. Um, but, uh, appreciate the questions. I think we are getting very efficient as a community with our questions and navigating this. And I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting better at not going so deep. Yeah. And maximizing our time. I'm getting, I'm getting more productive at this. And I think what's great is our ability to tap into previous episodes, previous experiences, previous conversations we've had on the platform or channel, especially with past show guests, right? So I had mentioned Chris Adoy, I had mentioned Earl Edwards Jr. Um, I don't think I'd mentioned Akeem Moore, but he was just on recently, who also has experience with the time management sheet. Um, and I think what's pretty cool about, you know, the Perfect Soccer platform, what we've got here going forward is... Um, we're gonna we're gonna further be able to tap into the collective experiences of our network, right? Your network is your net worth, and I think our net worth of our network is substantial. Uh, so tap in. Um, yeah. So thanks again, everybody. I will see you next week, same time, same place, six p.m. PST, nine p.m. EST. And as always, as you know, I'm in your head. Later, everybody. Quincy Ameriquois here, and thanks again for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.